Welcome to 1001 Good Nights, a podcast about the stories behind bedtime stories. Follow along with two new dads, one a psychologist and one a book editor, as they explore the nighttime ritual of their foreseeable future. Hey, Ben. Hey, Nick. The artist who painted a blue horse is a favorite in my household, so I'm really excited to talk about this one with you. Yeah, it's um, a new, new favorite in ours, too. Evangelina's really, um, she's all over this lately. How how big is the copy um, that, that you guys have? Do you guys have the, the big? No, ours is pretty like a board book, pretty standard, oh, like, I don't know, five by seven or something. Okay, well, I, I feel like... Did we make a mistake there? No, no, I, I think, I mean, if she loves it, but I, like, you know... Even in small packages, uh, you know, Eric Carl shines through. We have this really large version, and and when you open it, like, like the orange elephant, like I feel like it, it really lights up the room. <laughs> you know, so, um, I so for some reason I thought that this book was a classic Eric Carl book, which I mean, it's destined to become a classic, but it, it it's it's fairly recent. It came out in two thousand eleven. Yeah, um, it's. I mean, I think Eric Carl's been saying that this is going to be his last book for like 45 years and he's been <laughs> churning them out, you know, with, with great regularity, even like into his nineties. But, uh, this is a, a newer one. So it, you know, it, it, it's not a part of a lot of people's childhoods, which maybe explains why whenever people talk about a very hungry caterpillar, I'm like, oh yeah. But I mean, obviously, you know, about the artist who painted a blue horse, it makes sense that, <laughs> that, you know, they haven't just been casually keeping up with like the latest Carl. <laughs> installment <laughs> but it's a pretty simple plot i mean essentially it, it, it starts out with a uh there's a like a, a you say would you say it's a boy or a child a child yeah what do you have an age boy, okay yeah i, I don't know I, maybe I'm, like six seven maybe yeah okay like so it says i'm an artist and i paint and then there's a series of animals um which it follows the familiar sort of formula of a lot of children's books in which you have a picture and then essentially a label. But what makes this so striking is that none of the animals are their expected color. So it's a, it's a blue horse, it's a red crocodile, yellow cow, and it goes on and on. Even like it's a black polar bear. And then there's like a polka dotted, polka dotted donkey. And it's the, the usual Eric Carl style, which is that those really vibrant collage colors. Um, and on like a white bike background. So they really stand out. And, um, this is a, a, like a favorite, like I said, in, in our home. So I read it a lot and I'm astonished each time by <laughs> like, whenever I turn the page, I'm like, Oh my gosh, that, that Fox really is very purple. I can't, I can't acclimate myself to it. Um, so what, what, what has been like, do you, do you find it striking as well or kind of what's 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 your reaction to the book yeah totally and and as a not very visually artistic person um i'm probably gonna struggle through explaining why to me i think the two things that are different about the visual style of these compared to the you know a lot of the 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 other books like in this subgenre of eric carl books like um what, what are they polar bear polar bear and um uh, brown bear and baby bear and all, like all right. those ones. There, first of all, it's not just the animal on a white background. There are, there's usually, there is some like 
some color and yeah. kind of grounding or background. So like there's one that it's a green lion, but then like the the top third is sort of this um, like sunsetty tomato orange color and that's right and, and, a, and a yellow cow maybe it's because it's so the really kind of like bright like lighter colors often are, are have more of a background to them yeah so i think it's there's even more contrast because there not only is there a little bit of a background um just like spatially but even um there's a like a an offsetting color that i feel like kind of highlights or contrasts with the main color but then there, there's something about just the like the colors and the texture of the animals themselves that's more they're like richer or like more there's like more going on in the yeah. color maybe um, so the the other part of this is you you know kind of a little bit about the backstory of this book about the the original artist who no. painted the blue horse so there's a little blurb in the back of my book there's a little blurb about him and i i heard an interview with eric carl so uh the there's a famous in in i guess in germany painting called Blue Horse and it's by Franz Mark who's one of the the uh the I guess foremost German impressionists who died you know when I think in World War 1 with a, a sketchbook of a bunch of uncompleted sketches that were going to be made into paintings and oh, wow. he's kind of a tragic figure and and Eric Karl grew up in in Nazi Germany and all this impressionistic work was condemned as uh as what, what, what's the word as like uh degenerate i think is, is, is a word they yeah. use it's a de degenerate art because it's not like kind of the realism I demanded by the reich yeah. and apparently uh eric carl's had a teacher that like had him over to his house one day and like showed him some of these paintings and he can't remember but he thinks the blue horse is one of them and he's yeah. like this is not only is you know this is not degenerate this is like real art and it's kind of like a that's like a shocking thing to, to say about condemned art. But then Eric Carl also remembers like the blue horse itself as a, a shock to his system that he sees like, Whoa, I just, I've never seen anything like that before. You know, the, the, yeah. you know, just in the same way that like, if you, like if you've never seen a Van Gogh or a star starry night and then you're like, wow, what is going on with that night sky? I never, like, it never <laughs> occurred to me that, you know, constellations or I don't know, tropical flowers or anything like that could, 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 you know, could, could appear like this. And that in some way, so this book is kind of an homage. I think it's, it's dedicated to Franz Mark. And it's like, it's, it's, it's that same kind of, uh, uh, kind of salutary shock that, that Eric received from his work that he's trying to kind of communicate, uh, in this book too. Not to, not, not to get too deep into <laughs> no, Nazi Germany. Context. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it just, it strikes me as very, it's, it's hyper Eric Carl. Like this, it's even like a more, it's an ex it's just like Eric Carl squared or something. Like right. It, like it's even more vivid and like more, the animals are even more like set off and more sort of striking. Yeah. Cause it's not even like a lot of his, some of his other famous animal books, like the very hungry caterpillar or the, the very busy spider, they're doing a task. So there's, it's the same thing in the very busy spider where there's a bunch of animals and each one interacts with the, the spider. Um, but there's still, kind of a, a narrative happening and this is literally just it's like a it's a series of it's a it's a portrait gallery of these animals so it's just bam here's this thing you know what i mean yeah so what do you make of the the framing so in the in the other books like this not like the very hungry caterpillar which is is definitely more narratively driven but like something like brown bear where 
there isn't really much, it's just like a series of animals and then at the yeah. end there's usually something about like and i see a teacher and then there's all these like school children yeah. like dressed up animals or something like that um but this is very deliberately sort of there's like a story within a story kind of it, it's yep. the the boy painting at the beginning and the end and then sort of they bookend this the, like the series of presumably of paintings right i don't right. know maybe that the boy has done um right well so it's a little confusing because it's it's i think it's just meant to be a child but the, the actual artist who painted a blue horse is this long deceased German impressionist painter. So I don't, I don't think it's like a sort of an illustrated biography of Franz Marx's life. And I don't think that it's meant to be necessarily uh, Eric Carl either. I think it's just like a stand in for any child, you know, that, that could, could right. put themselves there. But I mean like the, the animals in the middle of the story are right. being painted by the, that's boy. right. That's like, right. Yeah. Cause, cause you see him, you, like you see him beginning to paint the blue horse. horse. So you, yeah. you, and like, the he's got the canvas and he's got the, the, the brush and it's making a blue stroke on the yellow background. That is the same as when you turn the page and there's the blue horse there. Yeah. How do you, do your kids react to the, the, to the boy much, or are they just more in it for the animals? Do you have a sense for that? Um, like, are they, they interested in the boy at all or? Well, they're a little, so we, this Halloween uh, Cordelia went as the artist who painted a blue horse and mainly because Wait, Chelsea, as the artist or the blue horse? No, she went as the artist, and Chelsea went as the purple fox. And Chelsea, <laughs> Chelsea really wanted all of us to be various animals in there. And then Jack was on board, and then all of a sudden, like last second, decided he wanted to be Captain on America. Board. Classic. <laughs> <laughs> so really, we didn't fulfill Chelsea's. Okay. But I think since uh, since and she did a she did a. A, a pretty good job making the, the costume. So since then, I think there has been more interest in uh, the artist since like we've had one of like, a family member sort of uh, like, it, it, you know, co cosplaying the, 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 the blue <laughs> the artist. Um, but, uh, and, and maybe so like, I'd say, cause our, our kids, like J Jack is, much more into painting art than I was. I mean, honestly, I've done more just assisting painting as a, as a parent than I have even when I was a kid. So yeah, they're a little bit, but really the, the, uh, the real draw is the animals and like, like Delia sort of like almost quivers with anticipation when we, when we turn a page and she makes a little animal noise, like almost like she can't help it. Like she'll kind of growl when the lion comes up and it's like, there's, there's a reaction that to, to, she makes, kind of an animal noise, but not like sometimes when we do books, it's like, Oh, now we'll just perform this animal thing. But it's all, it almost was like an involuntary response to just like, Ooh, that's, that's, that, that is a lion. <laughs> like that's, that's a lion right there. It's green. But it, do you have any concerns that like when the next time, like you guys go to the zoo or something, she's just going to be profoundly disappointed because yeah. the elephants are just like gray. And the no. lions are well, I mean, I, so, and especially during these times. So uh, the answer is no, we, we watch a lot of nature documentaries. And so I think that they see, and maybe I just, I just forget it. one thing about kids is how much I feel just really into animals and, like the natural world and how marvelous that all is to them. And so we, we, we've seen like a fair, we have a lot of books about animals and, and we watch most of the, the TV programming that we watch is like animal based. So I think that there, there's plenty of, you know, examples of, you know, pedestrian horses and, and, you know, white rabbits and stuff like that. 
I mean, Pat the Bunny. Pat the Bunny's <laughs> not like this. Yes. It occurred to me that my my daughter, Evangeline, who's really into this, is one, a little over one. And she, I mean, she's, in terms of, she hasn't had a lot of exposure to foxes. She's probably seen more oh, yeah. purple foxes than any other ever regular color foxes are, or elephants, or cows, or so... I don't, I don't know what's going to happen when she, uh, you know, when she goes out in the world and realizes that, um, most animals don't have quite the same vividness as they do right. with, uh, Eric Carl books, but what's your, do you, do you have a favorite, you have a personal favorite animal from, Oh man. well, I, maybe the, the green lion is really good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, especially it's got kind of like a, a sphinx like pose, yeah. you know, that kind of profile, it's, whatever that kind of the, the little, the, the texture of it is, is it kind of where it, it looks very stylized yeah i'm almost like it's things like it's it, you, yeah, you guys cool. you guys have a favorite they're all good man no, I, I, i'm really into that crocodile yeah that, the crocodile's that, good that kind of pinky red croc is so cool set off by the blue yeah um anyway it's uh it's a good one i'm, I'm a little bit jealous now of the the really big version i'm gonna have to do a little uh i'm gonna have to do a little amazon hunting and yeah see it's, if i can ruffle up a a big version because I can see how that would be pretty. It's it's, it's powerful. I mean, if we could, uh, like, if if we ever commissioned like some kind of wall art room or something like that, I I could see having a a blue horse room. I mean, if I could get this uh, green lion, you know, ten feet tall or something like that, I, I don't know. <laughs> go for it. If you enjoyed this episode. Check out our other content at 1001goodnights.com and help us out with a rating on your podcast platform of choice.